You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is, 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 is Kickoff in the Valley. Now here's your host, now here's your host Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. All right, welcome into the Kickoff in the Valley podcast, where I am not Gunnar Jackson, but over there remains Tyler Vasquez. You know him as the leader of the Bird Gang Travel Club. I am the voice of the bird god, Adam Armbrecht, and we're breaking down, I guess, in theory, Tyler, we're here to break down the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A huge matchup this weekend. (laughs) Sunday night football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Tom Brady, the goat, versus the mini goat, Trace, third string McSorley. Has there ever been a guy, has anyone ever in history of the NFL picked up the mantle of mini goat and been excited about that? I can't imagine. Um, And obviously we've got a great behind the enemy lines with Jake Arians. You've had him on the show before. He's going to give some really good insights, you know, around the organization, much more than about this game in particular. But this is obviously counting down the clock if you are the Arizona Cardinals fan base. And you've been pretty vocal, Tyler. This is about chalking up those losses, left, right, and center, any which way that you can get them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely need to keep losing. We'll talk about draft position and and the other teams around us uh, after going behind enemy lines. But yes, that that is a big piece to this weekend. One thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, mm. the big announcement or the rumors, everything that's been coming out. NFL Sunday Ticket. I've been a Sunday oh, Ticket yeah. subscriber with DirecTV for years and years, and now I think I'm gonna have to cut the cord, cut the cable. You know what I mean? Uh, they're they're moving YouTube, to right? YouTube. And, yeah, yeah, YouTube in 2023. Big, big news for those that have not seen that, that that are big Sunday ticket and red zone subscribers. Yeah, well, it's weird, though, too, because like direct TV and then the ticket like that to me, once NFL red zone came about and the NFL network, like as that really emerged, it seemed to take a little bit of a shift mm-hmm. away from what, you know, that that somewhat exotic value of direct TV in that package. I know people that specifically had direct TV solely for the Sunday NFL ticket. Like that That's was the only cool. reason I've had it for like 10 years. I just yep. stick around for it year after year. And then so now, and listen, but so it's an easy out then you get, you grab yourself a Google account. You, uh, I think it's because it's YouTube slash Google. So I, cause I Google, Google owns YouTube in case anyone doesn't know that. Um, so they'll be using, it'll be getting promoted like crazy all over the place. So you get yourself a YouTube account. What's the big deal? You spend a couple of bucks I'm, a I'm month. Good. You get some live YouTube TV over there and you're good to go. I'm going to sell all my TVs. Because, so so here's what ends up happening, right? When you're just going to picture what's happening in the, in the football games. Oh, in our, our, no, no, no. Here's what's going to happen with <laughs> Thursday night football being on Amazon. I already don't put it on my TV. I just grab right. my laptop. I put it on my, my chest. I lay down on the bed and I watch the game on my laptop. Painting a and pretty sad picture, but okay, go on. I, I know, but I, but <laughs> it's just, 
I don't know. When I get onto it online, that's what I do. I don't do the online on the TV. I, I don't know why. And I can already see myself like I'm going to save a bunch of money because of this. That's what's going to happen. Well, you can actually still, though. OK, you can buy just a fire stick and just have you can have you know prime on your TV. You can cancel the cable, but you can still use the TV. You can still have a big screen version of this. I just feel I like know. you're going, you know, you're going from 100 miles an hour to literally throwing the car into neutral, ripping out the transmission and putting the car on blocks. The problem, Bird God, is that mm. I've officially hit an age oh. where I am now the old guy that doesn't know how to do any of that. Oh, right. Boy. I don't know the fire sticks that we're talking about. Like I've heard of it. I know that it like plugs in and no, something. You don't like know that. smart TVs. You don't No, nah, no, nah, I'm not I'm not yeah. good with any of that. I'm telling you, I'm just gonna mm -hmm. open the laptop, I'll put on YouTube and and you know what also sucks? Every year I call Direct TV, and I know a lot of people listening are gonna be able to relate to this. Every year I call Direct TV and I give them some sob story about how I didn't get the free Sunday ticket this year, but my brother, you guys gave him a promotion, my you know, so and so, so and so, and then they give me free Sunday ticket. Sure. Well, with them losing Sunday ticket, I can't, I'm gonna have to pay. I'm gonna have to but, pay. Cheap guy but, here is gonna have to pay. But try try it this way though. Still call Direct TV, give them the same sob story, and then see if they'll buy you a YouTube subscription. You know what I mean? Because it's still the same thing. I, I'm not getting it. Maybe they just send you a check in the mail, yeah, you know, cashier's check, a Groupon gift card of some kind. Think I'll about the mass this. exodus to Direct TV because I think that's coming. I, I I won't be shocked if DirecTV doesn't exist in another couple of years because what else I mean, you know what's the oh, but they're owned by AT and T they can't collapse completely can they? Eh, you want to close down the old TV division might not be the worst yeah. thing in the world they'll at least they'll merge or do something like that I'll give you another gripe that I have I don't know if I like again I didn't have DirecTV didn't have the Sunday ticket didn't really care but I get why it impacts certain people something that has bothered me all season long though at the start of the year I said NFL Plus now they got this app out there. Get the all twenty two film, love gonna, it, and they go anywhere, anytime, all the time, whenever I yeah. say I want it, and I'm gonna pay for the whole year in advance and save a couple bucks. Then you come to find out though that when the playoff pre playoff start on Saturdays, they want you to go watch that on the NFL Network. So depending on where you are in the country, they are blacking out and blocking mm. you on some of those games. I didn't get to watch all the games on Saturday mm. this past weekend. I ended up and I couldn't watch it because I'm in a new rental and they don't have the NFL network and blah, blah, blah. So I ended up missing out on that. I'm disgusted with the fact that the all 22 film is like it's the equivalent of of a Xbox one graphics that it used to be a decade ago when they would show you what all 22 film looks like. Now they're giving you like eight bit graphics. They're giving you such a watered down, reduced version of all 22. It has zero value. So I'm getting nothing out of it and I'm wasting a ton of money. So. I'm going to rub this in a little bit. And this, this poor, poor me, when we were talking about Sunday ticket, That's right. NFL season ticket holders get NFL plus for free sent to them from the NFL and the team. So I've had NFL plus free all year and it's been amazing. I didn't try on Saturday. I was right where I was in Denver. So I was just watching the games on, on, on NFL network. Like okay. you should have been. Okay. Well, just not out there. Uh, yeah, Pro Bowl selections that. announced yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. Who'd you get? Who's how many? Well, you got five, six guys going for Arizona? Yeah, of course. Seven? Got, seven guys? We've got one. Uh, the high ankle sprain playing Buddha Baker. Ah, Buddha. Good for him. He deserves it. I mean, he deserves yep. it. He's the man. Buddha Baker's a selected. We did get some alternates, though. 
And I think when people heard this, they're like, I know I was. I was like, what the hell? Uh, on special teams, Dennis Gardeck, the Barbarian, which he's missed a bunch of time. Like, I don't really understand how he got in, but uh, sure, maybe his special teams tackles are amazing, and I just haven't looked at those numbers. And then Matt Prater, our kicker, who we haven't trusted most of the year, somehow is an alternate for special teams. How many games has he played in? I don't, and he missed time. Yeah. Like, so that's the one thing I don't get. Like, how are some of these alternates being selected? Well, <laughs> you know what's funny is because I was talking about this for the other, you know, Giants and talking around the league too, by the way, because one of the ones like AFC quarterbacks, Tua didn't make it. But then yeah. you're like, yeah, but they sent Burrow and they sent Allen and they sent Mahomes and you only get three. So yeah. sometimes hard to, you know, to look it in. The other that big thing about Pobles. Selection though is like is you have you have the teams and players vote on it, but fans vote on it. Mm-hmm. So like that's the, so if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you go and you go, Prater, click 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 click. We, like we know him; he's been do our you, kicker. Great. Do you think? Do you really think that Arizona Cardinal fans went and voted a million times for Matt Prater? Well, well, explain it to me another way then, though. Like, you're telling me the league voted for Prater? Dude, I think the league is just like, ah, Prater's been in the league a long time. Let's put him in. You know, whatever. Well, like, for the alternates, you know? And that's the other big thing about it, too. So, Because I was talking about this with a buddy of mine about how when it comes to this, what's more important. So if you're looking around your team and even if you're playing really good football, whatever it is, the all-pro voting, right? Like, the Pro yeah. Bowl voting is not as important as the end of the season rewards and awards that go out because that gives you a better sense about the real quality the statistical value the week to week of these players the fan i think the fan thing does grossly throw this stuff off right even if you're a casual fan you walk into the afc mahomes Hazan. i'm not saying that two has had a better year than him but in some ways you kind of want a guy that showed up in a much bigger way than expected you want that guy to get rewarded right like at the end of Mahomes' career, yeah, he'll have 63 Pro Bowl selections. Great. But it would have kind of been nice to see a Tua go. And also, um, on that note, yeah, but have you looked at the contrast between Pro Bowl-selected quarterbacks for AFC versus NFC? Yes. Yes, what I saw mess. that today. Like what every, a disgusting – what a disgrace for the NFC. Yeah, every every playoff quarterback uh, – well, that's the other thing. So when you look at – so this is a graphic I saw today, uh, kind of similar here. When you look at the playoffs, if they started today, every yeah. quarterback in the AFC was a first-round pick. Every quarterback in the NFC, it's a lot like our Pro Bowl quarterbacks. I mean, you had <laughs> – I, I think you had uh, – oh, my God, why am I spacing? Vikings. Um, yeah, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, fourth-round pick. You had Geno Smith, uh, second-round pick. You had – trying to think who else was on that list. But, oh, Purdy, a seventh-round yeah. pick. Like, you go down the list of who is expected to be in the, the NFC – and it's crazy. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's not. When you get Jalen Hurts in there for the Eagles, obviously, but and that's just yeah. good overall, by the way, like right now, the upper echelon, and you'll see what happens over the next couple of years. We know how draft classes really move the needle on this stuff. But man, and then, you know, Justin Herbert is out there in the AFC as well. Like the, the yeah. top, you know, and, and put two in that mix there. But I've, I've got it right. Top eight young quarterbacks in the league are all residing in the AFC. I've got it right here. So this is if the AFC start playoff started today. First, you got Josh Allen, first round, seventh overall. Patrick Mahomes, first round, tenth overall. Joe Burrow, first round, first overall. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, first round, eighth overall. Lamar Jackson, first round, thirty second overall. Justin Herbert, first round, sixth overall. <laughs> and Tua Tungavaloa, uh, first round, fifth overall. Now let's look at the NFC. Sure, J- Jalen Hurts, uh, second round pick. 
Kirk Cousins, fourth round pick, Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft, Tom Brady, sixth round pick, Dak Prescott, fourth round pick, Daniel Jones, uh, number six overall, the only first round pick, and Taylor Heineke, undrafted. <laughs> Man, it's... that is one heck of a contrast. Good Lord. Wow. Uh, real quick, let's get into it before we, we go behind enemy lines. Transactions, injury updates, and just some fun nuggets. Colt McCoy has been ruled out with a concussion. Trace the mini goat McSorley that I talked about earlier, who I loved in preseason. I mean, I was pumped for trace and you know, he gets all the reps this week. Maybe he'll come out there and be a little crazy throwing around, slinging a little bit. Uh, he'll be your starter. All things are aligning with my draft pick hopes, but we'll talk about that more later. Uh, JJ Watt and James Conner coming off their, Great performances in Denver, even though we lost. Uh, both were selected randomly for drug test. So I want sure. to throw that nugget out. J.J. Watt had three sacks and a forced fumble and then surprisingly got a random drug test. test. <laughs> James Conner. I, like, I just love the idea of the NFL. Like The league is sitting there and they're watching. They're like, yeah, J.J. looks pretty sharp out there today. You know what? Random. Let's go random. Let's go random on J.J. I like that. <laughs> well, on Hard Knocks last night, uh, the during the episode, they were – they were talking like the whole team, like as JJ having this performance, like, oh, that's 2015 JJ. That's 2015 JJ. And the NFL must have been like, yeah, why is he 2015? <laughs> why is that 2015 JJ? JJ? Yeah. What performance enhancers is he using? Uh, and not the Denver Broncos line sucks and their team sucks. And JJ just is a veteran. That's but uh, J- James Connor was interviewed and asked about it. And he goes, well, yeah, funny enough. I, I think this was yesterday or maybe this morning, but he was asked about it. And he goes, well, funny enough, uh, coming off a 63 yard, one touchdown performance, he was selected to go today as well or yesterday, <laughs> one of the two. And then he goes, and I was selected last week. So then I, just for giggles, I go, what did he do last week against the Patriots? Cause I just remember we sucked. Yeah. I look 85 yards and a touchdown. So James Cotter's had two. Okay. Performances is, a, I mean, the only shining bright spot for the offense has really been him the last two games and uh he was selected for random drug tests at both times so uh, you know you got to be careful here week you know we against the seattle seahawks 6.4 yards per carry two weeks ago against new england 5.7 i see the trend mm-hmm. here he's really mm-hmm. a guy that anything over four yards per carry the league's gonna perk its ears up that's just what it comes down to in this day and age oh my goodness well good luck for them um let's get wait, ourselves wait wait wait, wait 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 when we oh. talk injuries i just want to put this nugget in because uh we got the goat coming to town tom brady almost yeah. the entire cornerback room is either limited or did not practice as of wednesday day so fine. you have four cornerbacks that will be out other nuggets around the league just because for why not josh mm-hmm. rosen former arizona cardinal great first round pick we mm-hmm. traded up for signed with his fifth team the minnesota vikings so he is now a member of that maybe he can revitalize his career and the last thing that i have because we've talked about a little bit what if what if in la baker mayfield is able to put some wins together here on the back end. Do the Rams find their future quarterback? Well, Matt Stafford on his wife, Kelly Stafford's podcast sometime this week had announced he's definitely not retiring. So the Rams have a QB controversy and hopefully they'll be bad uh, another year and going forward. It'll be great, but yeah, there we go. QB, That's all I got. They got a QB controversy. They, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they're concerned. They don't know what they're going to do with Baker.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At this time, we're going to go behind enemy lines. It's not really behind enemy lines this week, though. It's We're talking with the good brothers, I call them. Mr. Jake Arians, uh, very familiar with the Tampa Bay Bucks organization. Jake, how you doing, bud? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for coming back on. You came on earlier in the season, and uh, things haven't changed for the Arizona Cardinals since that appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. They've gotten worse, but that happens. They had a lot of injuries, man. Yeah, a lot of injuries. I, mean, I don't remember a year this bad when it comes to top-to-bottom amount of injuries the Cardinals have had. But anyway, the biggest question I have for you, just to kick things off, and I think it's the most important on people's minds, is – do I start Russell Gage in my fantasy championship this week based on his performance last week? Uh, he had two tutties, eight receptions on 12 targets, 58 yards. Is he going to do that again against a very bad Arizona Cardinals and a banged up secondary in the Arizona Cardinals? See, Russell hadn't been healthy all year either. He got hurt in training camp and has a hamstring tendon that he hardly practices. I have no idea. I don't know what to tell you about anything about this Bucks team, man. I need I money, man. I need your help here. Come on. I wish I could say yes. I like Mike Evans' chances better in the red zone. I like Chris Godwin's chances of getting a ton of targets. Gage has been totally hit or miss. And they kind of they blew a 17-3 lead at the half. Then they're down, what, 34-17 in the second half, and he gets another Teddy late. I, I wouldn't like my chances. I think he'll probably have a seven or eight target game, but I don't know about two tutties and, and having a huge fan. Not, he's not winning anybody's championship, I don't think. Dang it. I thought that was that was going to be the key. Hell, they've only scored two touchdowns in a couple games. <laughs> it's not like they've been lighting the world on fire. <laughs> that is That's true. The, uh, I'll let you know. I know he goes fantasy. I'm going to go reality here. Yeah. What uh, What was that about with Tom Brady there in that in last week's game? I mean, we, we get so used to what the performance is supposed to be from him. They've had a lot of issues, obviously, from a health standpoint. There seem to have been some issues with Mike Evans and being on the same page game in, game out. Is that just the frustration getting to a point where Tom Brady is willing just to say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start whipping this thing around and the stat lines are going to be what they are because it's clearly is not a team that has had the level of consistency this year that they expected. No, I mean, they averaged 31 points a game the last three years, 31 in the playoff run to win the Super Bowl. And you're, if they've won, if they scored 21 points in every game, they'd be 10 and four. That, that's how Jeez. bad it's been. I mean, they're yeah. averaging just like 18 points a game. You have one starter from the offensive line that's on there right now from the Super Bowl team from a couple of years ago. The entire interior is is done. You're missing two Pro Bowlers. Um, you replace them with a couple of guys, a couple of young guys. You, ha- you haven't had that same continuity at receiver. They've all been up and down hurt. Chris Godwin coming off the ACL has been good, but he's not quite the same guy. 
And the Mike Evans thing is Mike's routes. He's an outside guy that's big. His routes take a long time to develop. And Tom doesn't want to hold the ball. He's getting rid of it faster than anybody in the league. You don't want to get hit. You don't trust that offensive line. You're not running it great. You don't run a ton of play action, even though you're one of the best teams in the league at it. I mean, all of that kind of jumbled together is has been kind of ugly. It's been it's been hit or miss. You saw the first half last week what they're capable of. Yeah. And they come out in the second half and they can't replicate that. Just specifically then on Mike Evans, you say he's you know the big body outside receiver. Is the frustration from Tom beyond the game to game, but saying maybe more that if you're a number one wideout, you need to be able to do everything and then become my viable option as quickly as I want to get that ball out. And is Mike Evans just not, I don't want to say capable, but you know, is it just not a part of his route tree where he can do different things and maximize his value with how Tom's playing right now? Mike can do it all. I'm not sure Tom wants to hold it long enough for Mike to do it all, to be honest with you. I mean, I think part of the problem is Tom's getting rid of it too quick at times. He's not letting stuff develop, especially on play action. He wants to get out of his hand. A lot of drop offs to the backs, which are fine. Both of them have been pretty successful at that, but Mike's, Mike can do it all. He's proven that. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get to his, what, ninth straight 1,000-yard season to start, start a career, break that record that he's tied with Randy Moss. Um, I don't think it's a Mike issue. I think it's a holding the – you know, trusting the offensive line long enough, holding the ball for that stuff to develop. Mike runs a lot of, you know, 15-yard digs, goes, comebacks, stuff that takes – you know, it's more than a three-step drop when you're throwing it to Mike. Uh, I think that's part of it. It's when on both I, of them for sure. It's on the whole offense for sure. When you say that, it gives me uh, kind of flashbacks to any given Sunday when the vet QB, there's a there's a scene in there where he's getting bull rushed and he he goes, whoa, big fella. And he gets rid of the ball real quick. And he goes, sorry, just getting a little old. Uh, that's how I feel with Tom Brady when you tell me that. But there's definitely uh, part of that. Yeah. Tom, Tom and the Bucks they've struggled to move the sticks, uh, score in the red zone. Well, good news is the Cardinals uh, are the worst in the league in giving up scores in the red zone. So, I mean, right now, you guys are still first in the NFC South. Oh, there we go. You're still uh, first. Yep. No, you're good. You guys are still first in the, uh, the NFC South. I, I mean, could this game not come at a better time? Obviously, <laughs> we know a lot about offensive line injuries, and and Colt McCoy hasn't looked like the same guy. Granted, he's your backup, but Kyler Murray didn't look like the same guy either, both before injuries here. So I can get why the team isn't, isn't performing that way. But with the Cardinals, with you guys rolling into town, uh, is this a get right game and, and a game at, at the perfect time to get you a little hot before maybe a playoff run? Yes. And that damn sure better be, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're facing a guy with what 37 career pass attempts. Yep. Third string quarterback. Now the thing that scares me with that is I hate playing young guys with nothing to lose, especially athletic guys that are running around. We play a lot of man. I think we need to play a lot more zone with our eyes on the quarterback this week. Uh, and put the pressure on him, throw him a lot of those Todd, those Todd Bowles design blitzes, you know, be very confusing, be very multiple on defense. But I hate playing those guys. And I hate playing guys with nothing to lose to just go out there and wing it. Because if we saw Daniel Jones first start, pulls one out of his ass and plays unbelievable. I mean, a few weeks ago, we just saw Brock Purdy in his first start, light it up and play unbelievable, face those blitzes. Uh, it is because the Cardinals have so many injuries. That offensive line still banged up. You're on your third string quarterback. The defense has gone through a ton of stuff. Uh, and we're getting healthier. I think we're going to get a couple guys back this week, especially on that defense. That defense should be close to what went to Dallas in week one then dominated them and looked really good in week two. And then it hasn't been the same. We had a bunch of secondary injuries. We might hold a couple guys out. But you got three games left, all NFC, two in the division. Probably only got to win two to win the division, but this is damn sure one you want to do. And the thing that scared, would scare me for Cardinals fans is Tom Brady in prime time on Christmas mm-hmm. night 
his first regular season game ever at State Farm, which is weird. He's played two Super Bowls there. Uh, you know, that's like we went to Germany, he looked like a different guy. First ever regular season game in Germany, and all eyeballs were on him. And Tom wanted to show out, and he did. That was like the first game I've seen all year where he really just held on to the ball, looked like him. It wasn't the way we were just talking about too, getting out too fast, all that kind of stuff. So um, we'll see, and it damn sure should be. But I don't have a lot of faith in what's going on. I see a lot of Cardinal fans moving their tickets because it's Christmas Day, but I am the opposite where seeing Tom Brady, one of my my favorite memories, I guess a bad memory, but a, but a good memory, was seeing Peyton Manning when he came here with the Colts one year and just pick us apart. And so not being able to – not seeing Tom Brady yet ever <laughs> against the Cardinals – because I don't even know if he came here when we were in Sun Devil. He might have. He might have had 2000 one game, or- right? Yeah, and I, and I don't remember if I was at that game or not. If I was too young, I, I don't I honestly have no clue. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it is going to be exciting Sunday night getting to see him do his thing, regardless of the outcome. And I, and I, I've been pretty candid on this podcast that I want us to lose some games down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I am the opposite of that normally. But you're mm-hmm. at that point now where you want to do that because that there's five six quarterbacks if you're top three four five pick i think it's really one of those years you could trade down you're not taking a quarterback obviously and really get a haul for that i mean that's one of those years you really can can take advantage of that situation so i i would be all for that if i was a cardinals fan at this point normally i'm like don't talk to me about the draft until freaking february when the season's over or yeah at least two weeks after our season ends we don't make the playoffs but in this case i mean hell there's bucks fans talking about that I mean, well, I'm like, I was gonna, I'm like, hey, by the way, we spoiled you so bad. You've hung a banner <laughs> in your stadium four times in 37 years or whatever it is. You've never done it back to back. I don't. They don't put your damn record on there where they hang the banner. If you win back to back division titles, it's still a big deal for the Bucks. Like, calm yeah. down with how bad you've been spoiled at this point. It's still a big deal. Well, and that's I know Tyler wants to get some insights on the Cardinals organization, but I was going to bring that part of it up, and I kind of knew you know it's a bit of a softball question on the idea of when you look inside the NFC South, the Bucks actually have the worst point differential inside the division. It goes in the wrong direction. Atlanta minus twenty seven, minus twenty nine for the Saints, minus thirty eight for the Carolina Panthers, and then minus forty one for the Bucks. Obviously, the Panthers losing last week kind of took some of the wind out of what felt like their surging sales there. It, there's been this sentiment that maybe Tom isn't going to want to come back to the Bucks next year. He's going to want to move on. Does it not matter at all when the division is there, when you can win the division, you can go to the playoffs? Is there really that mentality of, it doesn't matter. You can be under 500. You can be 8-9. and nine. You win the division. You're in the playoffs. And, and while you may not have the highest level of confidence in the version of this team, anything can happen. Matchups get weird. And you'll take your chances knowing you get to actually host a playoff game as well. It's not like you need to go on the road to start in that scenario too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's at the end of the day, you get in and you win the division, you host a playoff game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The defense that says getting healthier by the time we get there, Tristan Wirf should be back. Who the hell wants to come play Tom Brady in the playoffs when everybody's record zero and zero and you're at home. And I nobody, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, Dallas doesn't scare me that much. We've seen the up and downs of them. If we got to go to Philly in week two or go to Minnesota, I feel pretty good about their chances in week one. If it's a, a commander's team that gets in, if it's a hot Lions team, even that. I mean, an inexperienced Lions team against a Tom Brady-led team at home in the playoffs, I think you'd be a different animal. But I haven't seen enough from this Bucks team to make me really be that faithful that they're going to do more than, than win a home playoff game. Same time, you get healthy. Like I said, they scored 21, they're 10-4. and four. 
I don't see this defense giving up a lot more of that in a playoff scenario. I, I think they're going to be right in it for at least the first couple of weeks. I don't think they have enough to make a true run unless they get really healthy in the next couple of weeks. And I know so much of that. You mentioned the teams there. It's the Lions. They've had a great run. Or the Cowboys, who have been terribly inconsistent with essentially this group of core players there. So a lot of those matchups, it's your point. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Tom Brady and 20-plus years of NFL experience <laughs> in a lot of those scenarios and just see what happens, especially it's still a few weeks here for them to get healthier. But I know... <laughs> one team that's not going to get much healthier or certainly not going to improve anything is the Arizona Cardinals. And Tyler has more than a few questions on what's going on with this organization. Well, and, and just obviously your, your background, Jake Arians, obviously the son of, of former coach, uh, former Arizona Cardinal coach, Bruce Arians. Uh, pull back the curtain real quick. Right after this interview, you're going to go pick up uh, Pop. And, We're hosting uh, bring- Christmas, man. We're no, I doubt this has ever happened. You know, yeah, always in Tampa or somewhere. He's got a road game. They're, they're coming here for this one. My only Christmas wish to Santa is that I get a beverage with the uh, cool uncle that you like to have a beverage beverage with this weekend at some point. So if there's he any way to make suite, that possible, so we'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping to get special. a text and I can come up and you know do a quick cheers. You know what I mean? We'll shout down. They'll shout down to you, Tyler, from the yeah. That's too. Oh, that too. That we'll Good see. We'll see you. what we can do. <laughs> uh, but I got to ask you. Obviously, you have a lot of inside. You were around the team for a long time. You, you see what's been happening. I, I mean, we talked about on our last episode that this organization, if you were to rank organizations top to bottom, they're towards the bottom right now with all the chaos. I, I mean, not just player chaos. You've had a bunch of that. You've had a bunch of coaching chaos that of, of guys being let go and having personal situations. Uh, Kugler, most recent, right? And then now GM Steve Keim uh, stepping away from the team for health reasons. I know the relationship between Steve and, and Bruce and, and they're tight as tight can be. Uh, I mean, when you look at this organization, I mean, where do you go from here? It's a great question. I mean, you paid the quarterback, which we talked about last time. I was not a big fan of, of I, you had to pay him. I wasn't a big fan of that deal. That's a lot. That's a lot of money locked in mm-hmm. for a long time. I think he earned a contract. I'm not sure he earned that one. Cause probably when you pay these quarterbacks, you get two ways to win a Super Bowl now the veteran quarterback that earned the money that does all that and a bunch of young role players that play really well or a quarterback on a rookie contract and a bunch of veterans everywhere else. You're really good on defense and the quarterback plays above that contract and that level. Think about how that's kind of where they were at. Think about how that's changed, right? Like before it was always like, Oh, you're the top draft pick. So you're going to get a bunch of money, even though you've done nothing in the NFL. And now it's almost like you're still kind of like pushed in that direction because Mm -hmm. Kyler hasn't done enough to justify the huge contract he got, but it's like you're forced to because either you let him go, you know what I mean? And and then what did you just do? You could have let go of your franchise quarterback. So it's just a weird situation when when they changed the rookie scale on contracts and and so those those number one picks wouldn't get paid so ridiculously. It, it just it's almost created new problems here. And and you're still in a situation where you don't feel you don't feel hundred percent comfortable in the contract you're giving, but you almost feel like you have to. Yeah, I think they did have to. I just don't like yeah. I don't like the year they did it. I wish they would have tried to do it this offseason. I know he was pushing for it and he didn't want to go into oh. the last year. I get I get all that. You know the they wanted to do it this offseason coming up. <laughs> right. But I don't I don't know that you had to lock in the second biggest contract in NFL history and the second most Agreed. guaranteed money in NFL history. And that's only the Deshaun Watson's insane deal that the Browns gave him. You think they want to take that back? Oh or yeah. Denver wants to take back Russell Wilson. Probably when you pay the quarterback and you pay him like that is you lose five or six really good starters. And then your special team suffer because you're taking a bunch of young guys, a bunch of free agents, guys that you're not taking those quality veteran backups that are playing teams. You're taking younger guys that are athletic guys, but they don't have the experience. So much of special teams is effort and experience, nuances of 
changing lanes and when the how the ball is going to bounce and, and stupid little things that you don't think are a big deal, they're a huge deal. And 10 yards of that hidden field position five or six times in a game can really flip-flop a game. Uh, I don't know where they go, man. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, Steve Kime is like a brother, known him a long time. I don't think a lot of this is on him. You can't control the injuries if you're the GM. We talked about last year. He's had some, some bad trades, some really good ones. Um, I'm not sure. Well, you can't start, blow it up because you, you can't well, blow it up because you pay the quarterback. Do you, do you think he comes back? I mean, it seems like everything we're hearing, Ian Rappaport, everybody else is saying he's done. But you think he'll be back? I, I, is the, I, the owner's not known for liking to spend money. And they're yeah. both on five-year extensions, one year in. That's yep, paying yeah. – Two guys, four million dollars, or four way more than four million, four four more years of multi million dollar. Yeah, I don't see him doing that. Uh, Michael likes Steve; they work well together, uh, and I don't see him paying those guys for four more years. You're paying the assistants for a couple more. I don't know that he wants to blow the whole thing up. You take all the injuries out. I mean, D Hop and, and Hollywood play what two games together, yeah. and they haven't really done that with Kyler. Like, I want to see that. I want to see that with Zach Ertz. I want to see that with the full healthy offensive line. Like that offense. They're scoring a bunch of points. That defense doesn't have to be quite as good with that. I, I, if I was the owner, I'd want to see that again. Uh, maybe lose the uh, A.J. Green contract. Some of the other ones that don't make a lot of sense. You could lose a couple guys on defense to get some salary cap help. But if that offensive line's healthy, they're pretty damn good. You, you've yeah, ran you it well at times. Like I'd, I'd start there with putting this offense back together. The problem is Kyler's not going to be ready Stop with the he's going to be ready for training camp stuff. I've seen a bunch of cardinal like don't yeah. get your hopes up. No, no, no. I got three. I got one word for you. It's, it's a bunch of letters. RG three. His yeah. career was done. They rushed him back. It was over. Let him. He can't play from the pocket only. Or he's going to get hurt again. When he's back to being himself and he can run around and play like he plays, that's when you play him. You don't rush him back before that. That's probably Halloween at best. And, and it's funny, too, because you do mention we went back, as Tyler said, the last episode and talked about kind of the last four years for Arizona, key free agents, signing them or not signing them, draft picks, et cetera. And at the end of the discussion where you want to say, point your finger at this one specific individual, it's not. There were GM hits and misses, as always is the case, head coaching decisions, injuries, like so many different things factor into it that it was really hard to come out of it saying, well, obviously it, it must be Steve Kime or it must just be Cliff Kingsbury or a defensive coordinator, et cetera. But the, the, my last question for you would be, Kyler Murray obviously not going to be playing here down the stretch. You understand that the back end of this season has been a wash. And there was a point when we looked at it, if you talked about one possession losses and flipped them for the Arizona Cardinals, they were a 6-6 six and six team at one point in this season and in the playoff picture. So that's how close, as bad as this year was for them, how close they could have been to, to being in that. But Tyler has pushed a lot for seeing younger guys down the stretch. Do you believe in, you know, that DeAndre Hopkins should be seeing less reps over the final few games, trying to push for oh Tyler's favorite Greg Dortch, et cetera, or... Do you understand the pride level that comes with these players? They want to go out, there's stats, there's contracts, there's things that matter just beyond developing developing or looking at some of your young prospects. The guys are playing for money. Every one of them's got an incentive package. So they they want the yeah. they want the bread. Like they you got to play those guys. Now we talked about last show. Greg Dorch should have been playing over AJ Green all year, but damn sure since the last time I came on. The yeah. kid does nothing but make plays. I don't give a damn how big he is. I don't care about any of the measurables. He has energy, he brings the energy, and he freaking makes plays. He should be out there playing. That's a guy I'd want to see more of down the stretch. I think you've seen enough from Robbie Anderson, the role player at best. I don't know at this point, I don't know how much you're going to get out of anybody that you're trying to play and see anything from, maybe a guy on defense. Um, to me, going back to the, how you start this over, 
the loss of Sean Kugler is going to be huge on this offense. I don't think a lot of people realize it wasn't just the run game coordinator, offensive line coach. He's a former offensive coordinator, head coach, brings a lot of NFL experience to a room that doesn't have a ton. Love Sean Jefferson. Steve Hyden's done a great job. But I think they need another guy with coordinating experience in the NFL to come in and be a part of that to help Cliff. And you need a pocket passing veteran. There's going to be a bunch of them. Quarterback to take over until Kyler's ready. You can't count on a bunch of off, you know, non-scripted run around Kyler plays until he comes back. He can make that stuff happen when he does, but you need somebody that's going to throw it like it needs to be thrown from the pocket to give yourself a chance to stay in there with that offense. With those weapons, there's going to be a bunch of guys available, I think, that they can do that. Can your salary cap take the hit? I don't know because the guy that's not playing is making a lot of money sitting on the bench for a while. He's probably going to start the season on PUP, which will help. Uh, you can, you know, manipulate the salary cap in those directions. But I, to me, you got to start there if you have, want to have any chance of of making a run next year. Enter Marcus Mariota, right, Tyler? Oh, God. I said pocket passer. <laughs> <laughs> Not run all over the place again. Uh, Not a wild goose chase out there in the backfield. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Tyler. So, I mean, you've already alluded to it. Monday, January 9th rolls around. Cliff Kingsbury still the head coach, huh? I think so. I think so. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't fire Cliff at this point. I mean, I, it's, there's a lot of ugly. I don't think a lot of the ugly is necessarily Cliff's fault. I would love to see Cliff have, like I said, a, a guy. My dad's always had Tom Moore, right? Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows more about offense than Tom Moore? They can shut the door, talk about anything, and they never leave in that room. But they can talk about what's really going on with their team. How do we fix it? Who do I lean on? I'd love to see Cliff have a guy like that with all that NFL experience, all those different all those years with Peyton and, you know, all the Scott Mitchell and Terry Bradshaw. I mean, Tom Moore goes on and on. Have a guy like that, I think, would be phenomenal for his career as a play caller. And to be a head coach and play caller is friggin' tough. I think he also should have – I don't know if it's a special teams guy or a guy he really trusts on don't call timeout. Don't go for it on fourth down. The clock management has been awful. The going for it on fourth down is way too aggressive. This ain't college football. I don't give a damn what the analytics say. You have to have feel for the game. And I've watched four Cardinals games live and wanted to pull my hair out on fourth and ones on your own 35 or not kicking a field goal <laughs> on fourth and two or three when that three points mattered in those games, the Raiders game especially. You don't go to overtime. You win the damn game if you just kick the field goal in the third quarter. That kind of stuff has driven me nuts. Having a, but having a guy he truly trusts and leans on for that, that respects when he says, no, don't do that, right? Just check yourself and think about it for a second. I think that would be huge for Cliff. But I don't think all of this is on Cliff. I, I think Cliff, especially when you – if Cliff's on a one-year deal, yeah, fine, whatever. But with a five-year yeah. extension and knowing the owner, I, I think they're both back. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, that's not going to make a lot of fans happy. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Tell you. That's always the answer, right? I know. I'm know. a coach's kid. That's always the answer. Fire the coach and the GM will start over. I know. What I was going to say, too, because and it's easy, right? It's easy for the pound of yeah. flesh. And sometimes, because you don't know what the new thing is. What's the new GM? What's the new head coach? How much of this personnel won't be here then? And then, obviously, the ultimate this. decision with, with they Kyler They ain't Murray, paying right? those two guys four, four more years of contracts not to work and paying Sean Payton, Payton $13 million a year to come. Because that's what it's going to take to get Which Sean. is the alternative that fans are hoping for, right? Like That ain't happening. That makes, yeah, that makes Your owner is not paying him $13 million. He yeah. damn sure ain't firing them and paying them not to work to pay Sean $13 million. If that happens... <laughs> I'll come back on and say Hell, I was dead ass wrong, but I can't Hell imagine. throws it over at that I point. Can, that, and by the way, Sean's going to want total power, total control, which yeah. might be given. And him and Steve have a relationship. I can see them working together, but I just can't imagine 
paying $20 million and getting one guy. That's where this is so interesting because it's like, do they get rid of one, but not the other? Do they make a move like a Sean Payton, which obviously I am in agreements. I would love the Sean Payton play, but it just historically, not just Michael Bidwell, but his dad, the, the whole, the whole Bidwell family has always been kind of a certain way when it came to paying people. And it is what there's, it is. Look, there's a difference when you're a billionaire and you buy a team and you have completely disposable funds, do whatever you want. And being a millionaire that's owned the team, which is a billion dollar franchise for a hundred years, but you live yeah. off the team. They're just yeah. too big. That's a big difference in those kind of ownership. And you can look throughout the league and see how that works. Uh, but paying those guys, it's just different. Now, could they get rid of one and not the other? Yeah, they can make a dub. Uh, the, the GM who has a relationship with Cliff, who's been there with Steve, who's a Cardinals legend. I can see something like that maybe happening if they decide they want to move on from Steve and not Cliff. But I, to me, I think, I think they're both back. Yeah. All right, Jake Arians letting me down before Christmas. I, uh, I <laughs> you know, my family's that. honest, man. We're gonna give it to you like we see. It. No, I know, I know, Jake Arians. I appreciate you. I hope you have a very fun weekend, uh, not just with Christmas, but also at the game Sunday because we need a better draft pick. And uh, yeah, but I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, check out everything the Arians Family Foundation does. They do a lot with Casa and just a bunch of great charitable efforts. Uh, both still here in the Valley and then also, you know, in other stomping grounds uh, where Bruce has been as well. So um, definitely check that out, especially right now. It's time of giving, right? So go check out the Arians Family Foundation, make a contribution, help out some kids and families in in need. So thank you, Jake. We'll we'll chat again, bud, soon. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Good luck. You as well. You too. All right. And that was Jake Arians. Man, I love the Arians family, and I wish uh, Bruce was back here coaching. But anyway. Everybody seems – I'm going to cut you off. Everyone seems very accessible in Arizona. Like, over the course of producing the podcast, it seems like it's easy to – and I'm not saying I'm sure it's a lot of hard work on your end over the years – but to form some connections and relationships. But people seem – uh, you know, amicable to want to come on and have this guy. Maybe it's a tip of the hat to you, man. You, you know, I, I don't get the impression that you're a fun guy to be around, but other people seem to like you, and that's good for you. I call Jake Arians a good brother. I'm a good brother. You know what I mean? And that's oh, is that right? You want to talk? To, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that must kick be back a is. couple of brewskis, have a good sure. time. You know, yeah. you know, you you do good to others. They, uh, yeah. They want to do good for you. And that's that's how we get the guests on this show. Um, still waiting for Gunner to get, uh, uh, what's his name? Married to Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton. Get, get Blake Shelton on the show. Big, big <laughs> My Cardinal first thought was Gavin Rosdale, former no, no, frontman no, no, of no, Bush, no, 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 no. The, the scorned lover of yeah. uh, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, but she's now married to Blake Shelton, who's a big-time Cardinal fan. They can be seen at games. And being that Gunner is the country portion of this show you know the country sure. celeb here country. I, yeah. i'm hoping that he can get blake on at some point anyway i want to touch on two last things and we're going to get out the door draft watch currently the cardinals mm. were in fourth going into the rams game on monday night the rams lose uh to the packers so we slide to fifth here's how we're looking going into the weekend houston's a lock at one chicago currently at two their remaining games are the bills the lions the vikings I don't know if there's many wins there. Maybe you could beat the Vikings week seven or week 18 when no one's playing. So maybe the, the bears can get a win mm-hmm. Denver uh, to sending their pick to Seattle. So we really want Denver to somehow get some wins here. They got the Rams, the chiefs and the chargers again, brutal schedule, maybe beat the Rams, maybe the chargers. I don't know, but the chargers are playing pretty good right now. Um, 
and then uh, at the four slot, the Rams, who send their pick to the Lions, they have the Broncos, the Chargers, the Seahawks. Now, I think the Rams obviously could beat the Broncos. They could beat the Seahawks. I think those are both winnable games potentially. I, they did, they have lost like every receiver though in LA. So I don't I don't know. Baker's gonna have like no one to throw to. Yeah, I think it's mostly one or the other. Like if you want to dream on it, it's because they both since they play each other, right? It can go the wrong way for you where LA wins, mm-hmm. but then they lose or vice versa with Denver. Yeah. Get get one spot better. Or you can target one spot better, I think, reasonably here if you're Arizona. I want to get to three. I want to get to three, Adam. I just but I, yeah, I agree. It's yeah, gonna be a tough task. Yeah. You'd like to Arizona again, has- again, fifth, you know, fifth pick. You just heard, um, you, know, you heard Jake talk about that, right? You're going to have a high mm-hmm. draft pick. If, if, by, if we're going to go by his perspective, if nothing changes and Arizona comes back and tries to salvage this thing, then you're talking about having maybe the fourth, at worst, the fifth overall pick. There's probably going to be a viable quarterback there. You know, and you've got teams like the Broncos aren't going after a quarterback. The, uh, the Rams aren't going after a quarterback. That's going to go Seattle, I guess, right? So Seattle and then... Uh, Detroit, but even those those two teams, mm-hmm. maybe Detroit would sniff around it possibly, but you could be in a situation where no one's going to have to force their way up and the Cardinals can kind of sit and almost sell somebody on a little bit of a value buy for the fifth overall pick to come get a QB. Man, I just hate that though, because I feel like they're going to trade too far back and then they're, I want an elite player at four or five, wherever they fall, maybe even six. But, but even a, yeah, but like, yeah, but like Carolina, man, Carolina's there at eight. They can come get a quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, a marginal move, still stay in the top 10. There's okay, not a lot can, of other I teams. Could go to yeah, that's probably I one of the few teams, actually, you could think about dancing with. And then maybe the Colts there at six, if you just think, hey, you know, if, they, if you're at four and they're at six and they want to jump a little bit, maybe there's an they opportunity They don't want someone to, someone to jump them, right? They think maybe the, the Panthers would try to, to jump them. Exactly. So, yeah, you know? yeah, you might be able to have some room to, to do that. But the problem is, is, again, the teams in front of you probably aren't trained for quarterbacks, so they're probably going to be looking at do the same thing so this isn't a great year for for those scenarios but anyway my last nugget is what i begged for last week and we didn't get uh is play the young guys this weekend it's all in that that's my christmas, <laughs> my christmas wish i know i asked for the bruce arians uh, beverage but i really want to play the young guys and i'm going to point out why Mija sanders outside linebacker has two uh tackles for a loss three sacks five qb hits nine pressures and 15 tackles he's only played 25 percent of defensive snaps so he's already shown flashes of potential get him in get him playing cameron thomas the other outside linebacker that you drafted this year Two tackles for a loss, two sacks, three QB hits, four pressures, 11 tackles, played 18% of defensive snaps. So both young guys that you drafted this year, they look good, but they need playing time. And we should see it these last three games, hopefully. Yeah, so. and I think, too, like maybe it says, you know, Jake pointed out as well, these guys have contracts and incentives, et cetera. Hey, listen, play the first three quarters with all the veterans and the starters, and then the fourth yeah. quarter when the game's done, whatever, yeah, let the young kids get in there, right? Like, I mean, you can do it both ways, even if you think that everyone's going to be back and they want to kind of build some type of momentum going to the offseason. You can still find pockets to play these young guys. And if it's all going to be the same staff, guess what? These are your draft picks and your young players, so you want to know if they can be contributors going forward. I'm on – I'm on board with you, man. Uh, if you could only have one or the other, young players or a handshake with Bruce Arians, which one are you taking? It'd be a beverage with Bruce Arians, but... Um, no, no, no. No, you don't get the beverage. You only get the handshake. Ooh. I See, he signed my big finger that I have. I, I've sure. had interactions with Bruce. I want the young guys just because uh, I, I don't want to go through another year like this next year. So that, that would be... 
I don't want to do three podcasts a week next year doing the same thing over and over again, being upset, right? Like, let's hope that that we could get the young guys going. But uh, Greg Dorch last week, my last note, <laughs> a whopping six snaps. Meanwhile, AJ Green played 37 snaps. Robbie Anderson got 24. So I maybe they're going to bring Dorch, back AJ on an extension. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe Greg Dorch will get seven snaps this week, uh, this Sunday against Tampa. So with I'm that being thinking said, of where Greg Dorch could be next year on a different roster. Oh, <laughs> He's going to be on the giants. Watch. <laughs> He's going to be showing out. going to be a pro bowler, man. It's going to be very upsetting. Anyway, with that being said, he is the voice of the bird. God producer, Adam. I am Tyler with at bird gang travel on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere where you can find social media. Uh, we don't have no events the rest of the season, but get ready. Cause come April, we'll be launching our trips for next season. Some key highlights might be Pittsburgh. We might go to Jacksonville, depending on how the records shake out. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool things maybe uh, on the docket for next season. With that being said, we have a Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa and all the other holidays that happen around the globe this time of the year. Uh, we will see you Tuesday for our next episode. So download and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Also, you could go to cardinalspodcast.com. Whatever you do, don't forget to kick off in the valley. Ta-da!